Drop it. F U T. F U Hello footies, welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team goodness. We are Foot in Review. We of course bring you all the latest news and content around the wonderful world of FIFA Ultimate Team. And of course, as part of footcoaching.com, we're trying to give you tips, hints, tactical advice, anything we can do to help make your gameplay that little bit better in your experience. Just, you know, that little bit less stressful in the world. My name is Dan Wimbush, otherwise known as Wimby. Welcome along to episode 130 of our third season. That's our 264th episode overall. And it is Wednesday, April the 21st. And being a Wednesday, of course, it means we've got a team of the week to talk about. And who better than to digest the uh, the week aspect of this team of the week than the man himself. He is the teddy bear. He is Grandpapa Mac. It's Chris. Chris, welcome along. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Recording a little bit later than usual. I had uh, a little one that didn't want to go to bed one of those evenings where it's just one more thing, Daddy. <laughs> uh, but eventually, she doesn't understand that I've got a recorder for FIFA Ultimate Team podcast. But um, no, other than that, all good. Thanks. Managed to play a little bit of FIFA today um, while, the, while the big one was at, at nursery and the little one was off uh, at a garden centre with her mum. So I managed to clinch rank one, div one rivals. So couple more packs to the pile. Well done, mate. That's the quality. quality How about yourself? Uh, I've, I've, I've had one pint in the Silver Lounge. Um, so it was a 1-0 rage quit. So not too bad. Like, take that. I was going to say, hopefully to you. Yeah, I was, to be fair. It was to me. Um, a bit of coaching through the week there for John certainly helped. And they put the stuff you asked me to do in place and it made a big difference. Very nice indeed. Well, as I mentioned, we've got Team of the Week 30 to talk about. We've also got a new showdown SBC to digest. But before we get on to that, of course, we are just two days away from Team of the Season. The new loading screen popped up a couple of days ago. Little hints and bits and bobs each day added, as you would expect. But the key thing so far, Chris, is that they've confirmed that there will be 15 players in packs from both the Community Team of the Season and the EFL Team of the Season. First initial reaction to this from a lot of people was, well, 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 why are they cutting down on the players? It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. So that is 11 and 4, if my maths do me right, so that's 15. Um, that's not even a, an actual squad that you could have on your bench in, in real football, so I don't understand where they're getting the 15 from. Um, unless they just want us, not want us to have so many players to pick, it just seems a little bit tight. Yeah, there was, what, 19 in last year's community team of the season. Um, so it's, uh, it's it's a bit of a downgrade. I'm not really sure quite why they've done it. Um, maybe it might have something to do with one of the other hints that they've dropped on the loading screens, and that is the hints of a seems to be a team of the season moments card. So maybe the theory is that we might get a few more SBCs than usual. I suppose the only way they could do that then is based on some sort of outstanding performance, goal, save, something like that. But if you take the 15, you're going to talk about, you're going to imagine there's at least two goalkeepers there, isn't there? Probably, let's be honest, it is EA. There's going to be two goalkeepers there. That takes that down to 13 outfield players. Again, that's tight. So, yeah, it sounds like they're going to stick us for SBCs and then moment cards. Um, and it probably will be some sort of outstanding uh, play. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, you'd like to hope so. I mean, especially considering that the EFL has obviously got, you know, three divisions to try and cater for. And if there's going to be 15 players in there, again, it was a 19-man team last season. So it's a bit tight. And, you know, from uh, from a Championship fan point of view, you know, John Swift got into the team of the year last year. I'm not sure he would have made it had it been a 15-player cutoff. I'm sure there's lots of fans of clubs that will be sat there thinking, oh, you know, it's just one less opportunity for them to get a man in there. So... Uh, look, hopefully, you know, they, as you say, they make up for it with SBCs and objectives and stuff like that. But it's disappointing you can only pack, you'll only have 30-odd, well, 30 to pack from Friday. So uh, does it look like there's going to be two teams out then, the championship team and the community? Is that what we're saying on Friday? Does that look like it's going to that's, be? Or? That's my hunch, just based on the fact that they've got, you know, either logo, either side of the, you know, two days away. Because last year, certainly, it felt like it was, there was certainly a midweek Yes. Uh, league. So there was a big one. So whether it was Prem or Ligue 1 or Serie A. And then there was, you know, the Saudi Arabian League or 
you know, for that point of view. So the, I wonder if they'll maybe do that. They might do one on Friday and then do one on midweek. Um, I don't know which one they'd start with because I'm not sure which one's the biggest team because the championship, you know, you get some big players in there. I think the Tony card last year was really exciting. I think he was an objective of the top He was, yes. A, yeah, so that was quite a good card. Um, but you know how to play the game properly last season, I probably might have used them more. <laughs> yeah, the big card coming out of last year's um, EFL team of the season was that Calvin Phillips card that was quite highly uh-huh. sought after. I think it was a million coins when it first hit the market. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, we're, we're going to do a little bit of uh, prediction, predictionage later on in the show as well as to who might get uh, a high rate of card in the EFL this year. But they have uh, in the other little hints they've dropped. Of course, there is some little tiny code of positions and things, which I, I haven't tried. Have you? Had any hints as to who those players might be? No, I would need to put my reading glasses on, which I used to do. <laughs> Magnifying <laughs> glass, more like. Yeah, you need something there, you know, to, to work with. No, actually, you know, I'm looking, just looking for. I hope there's not going to be many leaks. Because um, as good as it was in Foot Birthday to get those leaks on the SBC, that was, that was great for people to try and, you know, uh, kind of get themselves ready for it and then try and, you know, get the players in the place so they could maybe do the SBC. I think this, I would like, basically no leaks for team of the season. I think it's such a special one. I'd like to have no leaks and just the teams released and that would be great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, we had the discussion uh, a few pods ago with um, with Nishant and, and the Johns talking about leaks and whether, you know, Nishant was on the side of, well, look, it helps me prepare and sort of know where I'm going to spend my fodder. So I can absolutely see that argument. And but I, yeah, I, I agree. It is a special thing and it is nice to have that big surprise. I said, as a fan of a team in the championship, you know, yeah. seeing John Swift pop up last year was just awesome. And it wouldn't have been quite the same, but I'd, you know, had that on say the Tuesday and had to wait, you know, three, four days for it. So, um, yeah, I hope that most things remain secret, but look, it seems to be harder and harder, especially with, in this pandemic era of somebody who's working from home and stuff getting sent over remotely. So look, who knows? Um, the other hint that we got as well, uh, the little Foot Champs logo appeared. So while EA have not officially confirmed it, at least as far as I can tell so far, it does look as though, uh, as we would expect, that Red Picks will indeed include the uh, Team of the Season players. I think they've got to. I mean, I think if there's something that would set the community off on an absolute, uh, almost like the Super League getting announced, um, it would be that. You know, I mean, I think that's something that people look forward to. I think you'll find a lot of players come back. Um, we were asking the Discord, you know, what guys are doing to prepare for, for team of the season. And one of the feeling was is a lot of guys are going to come back to the game who maybe stopped playing for a while, maybe after team of the year. So there'll be a lot of new players on there. And those uh, cards aren't in red picks. I think people are going to be extremely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a move we, we highly expect and it would be. Yeah, as you say, borderline ridiculous for them not to be in mm-hmm. there. Um, because what are they going to do? You know, bring out another team of the week. <laughs> and um, let's just, no, let's not even talk about that. Uh, and let's just put that idea. Don't t- close your ears, EA. Don't, don't pay any attention <laughs> to what I've just said. Um, because we look, we have had team of the week 30, and this looks like it could well be the last team of the week we get. I suppose what team. No, I mean, the, the game's going to be over. Whether they bring out a team of the week moments, I don't know. But look, this looks to be the final team of the week, Chris. And it's not exactly gone out with a bang. It's extremely um, underwhelming. Uh, no offence to the players who are picked, but there's... Is there any player on there that you you would say to yourself, you know what, I really would like that player in, in my team? Because, you know, the highest rated one's a goalkeeper. But if you play uh, weekend league, you're guaranteed to get a team of the season goalkeeper, almost without doubt. You may even get two <laughs> in, your, in your red picks. Um, you know, so you're going to get a goalkeeper. So Courtois, discard him. Apart from the fact he's, that he's high-rated fodder. Um, but I think he's a good keeper, you... though, Courtois. He's been one of the few keepers that people seem to really like. I think just the, unless you're playing for Ran, I think you know the, the chem has been an issue for a lot of people mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, but I think, you know, unless he's 97, he's not making any of his team. He's going to go in an SBC if you if you pull him. Um, and then, then you're starting to look at it. And, you know, and there is a few gold players there. But actually, the truth of the matter is, if you actually got some of the silver players, you may be a bit more happy with, with the players that are there that look at them. Uh, I, I don't actually know where is it. 
Turgo, you call him Turgo, the English player. I don't know where he actually plays, but he looks a decent card, 72 rated. Uh, and Long, I think, is uh, he plays in English divisions as well. He'd be a yeah, decent he, card. He, but... he plays for Oxford, so that's an automatic discard for me as a Reading fan. All right, okay, so there you go. That's We don't mention that. No. Um, um, but I mean, there is a decent, I would say there's uh, two gold cards that I like, but what gold cards do you like, Lumbi? Uh, from this team of the week, uh, mm-hmm. Mason Greenwood, I like. Yeah. Uh, he's got the five-star week for his right midfielder, and, and there's still not a huge abundance of those in the Prem. Um, 190k at the moment he's going for, but he's got that five-star week for three-star skills, hurts him a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you chuck a hunter on him, it becomes a 90-rated striker. It's a, It's, you know... It's actually a card that almost you like really like the look off a managerial masterpiece rather than your main yeah. team. But he would be a great card just to have in and around for objections and things like that. Left-footed as well. Um, so if you like someone that cuts in a bit like Mo Salah, then he'll sort of fill that role for you. Although I think Salah himself is down to about 60, 70k at the moment. Uh, he's got the flare shot. It's so for flare trait, finesse shot and outside the foot shot traits. He's got everything you can want. Um, if I had played weekend league, I certainly would have liked to be packing this bad boy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a great card. That's probably the one that you would take. As well as I've said this every time we're on the pod, English players this this uh, iteration of FIFA are certainly on the top level, more so than I think any other FIFA for a long time. And uh, so, if you get an English player and you can fill in with the Premier League as well, I think that'd be a, a nice fun card. But again, team of the season just ripped the corner, isn't it? Yeah, How I mean, you actually going to get in your team, you know. Yeah, I mean, he does help with a certain right-back that uh, I can imagine is popular with yourself. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's in the Ryan Kent spot. Um, ah, yes. Lost a fortune in coins, but he's never going to leave the team. <laughs> uh, you know, something special for when Ryan Kent scores. But uh, yeah, I think for, for, for in terms of desirability, that probably is an 84-rated Greenwood is probably the one you'd say, yeah, quite fancy that one. Yeah, you got Chiro Mobley, uh, uh, Christian Eriksen, you got Volland, who's an 87 rated as well. Ginter's 86 rated. Uh, a man close to my own heart, Gilfie Sigurdsson, with an 86 rated card. I think that's his third or fourth performance related card of the year um, so far. Unfortunately, he's still not usable for anyone, but no. um, diehard Sigurdsson fans like myself, being a Reading Academy product, I will always. If I, It's the kind of card that I will pick up in a few weeks' time on the cheap, hopefully. Just add him to my squad. Um, but yeah, look, like I say, I I, think, and, sorry, go on. I, think, I was going to say, I think Chiro Mobley is always a good card to use in game. You know, he's um, six foot one. So with headers coming back in the game as well, you know, stick a hunter on him to worry about his pace. He's got 94, 97, positioning 99, finishing 99, shot powers down at 93, volleys at 99 and penalties at 95, which I suppose doesn't really matter. Jumping at 80. Um, heading next to 84 as well as, as, as John was saying in terms of having you know left backs and uh, right backs in the centre somebody like Mobile at 6 foot 1 could start to bully them and he's a strong yeah. player as well um, so I, I don't know if he makes the team of the season in the Serie A I don't know enough about it to see if he's going to make it um, but he might be a nice card if you get him at currently a mass screen at 195k I think he's almost the most expensive one yeah, yeah just uh, yeah uh, Greenwood is at 180. Yeah, again, and Christian Eriksen the same. Christian Eriksen, 88 rated player. Ordinarily, you'd say great. Uh, and, and again, it's not a bad looking card. The pace is a, is just too low though. 77 pace overall, 79 acceleration, 75 sprint speed. It's a bit like when we were talking about um, Pirlo's mm-hmm. Michael moments. It's just got the same kind of problem. You know, great passing stats, decent shooting stats as well, but. The pace, you just cannot get away with that, especially going into team of season. Had this card come out in November, then you might well have given it a go. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's... So I apologise to everybody. I said the price... Actually, the highest price is Courtois at 91. Uh, he's 268k, but I, th- I think that will plummet very soon unless there's something special comes out SPC wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ericsson with pretty much identical speed stats to Perlo. So for all the reasons, if you want all the reasons not to get excited about it, go listen to our Perlo chat from uh, from last week. And yeah, so, you know, some nice bits of fodder to pick up in your red picks as it's probably going to be the last team of the week. So these these cards will be useful 
in terms of SBCs and things like that. Um, so yeah, hopefully good luck in to anyone picking up red picks. And obviously a lot of people will be ripping packs and whatnot for the community and EFL team of the season. So you might pick up a few of these in those packs as well. Um, big hello to everyone listening on live on the discord. Of course, if you are a member of our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot in review, whatever tier you sign up to, and the, the lowest one starts at just three euros a month, three quid, whatever, um, cup of coffee level we're talking here, that gets you access to the Discord, and part of that is live access to our recordings as we do these shows. And we've got a couple of uh, patrons who joined us tonight. We've got Nathan, he's in, and listening as is our good chum Thors, and Thors was just saying that... Uh, Team of the week has been the most horrible promo in the last two FIFAs. It's always <laughs> dead DOA. Um, <laughs> so he's also asked us a question as well. He said, guys, enlighten the weekend league warriors that are going to embark in the sweatiest period of foot from the whole cycle. What are your best tips to get us uh, as soon as possible to the cup? It's 17 wins. It starts to deliver the saucy red picks. That is apart from booking a foot coaching session, of course. Um, <laughs> You know, Nishan kind of asked this to John on the show. I think just I think it might have been just after you had to leave the show oh, on Monday, uh-huh. and um, you know, it, it was basically you know, stay calm, do all the things that you know, break up your games into sessions. Don't get carried away. Try and plan your weekend league. You know, build yourself a decent team as well. Don't try and scrimp too hard. Um, you know, make sure you know. Yeah, if you look, if you need to pick, if you need to go back to that meta man, if you need to get a Varane in your team, just get him in your team. Um, and that'll help you get there. And then you can get the better flair players to play the way you want to. I, I mean, because you've been playing the game far longer than I have, and you know, you achieve weekend league finishes, but I've played about six weekend leagues all year. What would you be saying to people out there? I would just play your normal game. Um, don't don't get panicky, don't get worried about it. Because there's been a lot of new players on there, and if you're a regular weekend league player, you've got a big advantage because you know how the game plays, you know what works. So if you get a consistent 14, or you know, I know 17 might be the magic, but for me, 14 is fine. If you get two picks, that's great. That that does me. You know, get to the 14. If you get 14 most weeks, you almost certainly get 14 uh, this time because the guys who are coming back, if there is new players coming back, they're at a big disadvantage to someone who knows how to play the game. Um, so as you say, make sure your team's on point. I would have practice uh, rivals between now and whenever you're going to start weekend league. We did ask a question in the Discord. A lot of guys said stay away from Friday. Um, so if, you, if you've got the time, maybe Saturday, Sunday is the best time. Um, but as I say, I'd, I'd practice rivals between now and uh, weekend league starting. Uh, get your eye in, get your uh, get the pace of the game, and get match up. Yeah, and also just be realistic here about the rewards. Yeah, those those red picks are great, and at minimum you get nice fodder from them. But I don't know about you, Chris. I mean, I I did play quite a few weekend leagues last team of the season. I barely got anybody that was usable. I think nah. I got even even ultimate team of the season. I got Carvajal. <laughs> yeah, I I would just tell people look, it's you know. Playing weekend league is great, getting the rewards is great, but come near the end of weekend league, especially when Ultimate tots is out, there's going to be so many SBCs that you're going to have team of the season players falling out of your club and you won't even notice that they're gone. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've got Ramos and Varane in picks, not in actual weekend league picks. They were rubbish, but actually in the pack picks, they came out. So, again... You know, I wouldn't panic too much in terms of weekend league. You will get team of the season players and everybody will be rocking them very soon. Yeah, it'll be interesting as well to see how the weekend leagues go this year. Um, because last year, you know, everybody, you know, worldwide was in the grips of lockdowns and not being able to go out. And whereas this time around, certainly here in the UK, obviously a lot of players are based, you know, lockdown restrictions are easing. So suddenly people have got pub gardens to go to on mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday nights. And, you know, as we get into May, you know, they're going to be able to go into pubs as well. So I don't know whether that will have an impact on, you know, the amount of people playing and how sweaty it gets. So it'd be interesting just as, you know, I haven't got any sort of predictions, but it'd be interesting to see how that impacts the gameplay. 
you know, everything Chris has just said, completely spot on. Just, you know, chill out, play your normal game and, and just see how you get. And ultimately, you know, two months from now, you'll be able to pick up any of the players that you missed out on in a red pick. Because yeah, that's it. you turn around and suddenly it's, you know, we're at the end of April. Can you believe it? It is, it is scary, actually. You know, you're talking about May there. You know, I mean, that that the only thing I'd say about this FIFA, and maybe compared to last FIFA, last FIFA had summer heat because people were in the midst of a, of a, a pan, you know, a lockdown. Yeah. They couldn't go anywhere. This year, I suppose, the Euros is coming. So, you know, I, I liked your idea. I don't know if like was the right idea, but I think you're only a, a winner there when you say that the big icons may come out just before the Euros just to keep the hype going of the game. I doubt very much we'll see the big icons, as you say, inside Team of the Season because it just takes hype away from Team of the Season. So when Team of the Season finishes, the game dies. There is some Team of the Weeks actually come after that, but those players you'd never touched. They're never even going to make your fourth team at that point. So I think that's when you'll find out that the big boys get rolled out and then there might be some sort of national nations competition weekend league um, where you get to rock a full English team or uh, for me, you get to rock a Scottish team with Scottish born, even Scottish born, but Che Adams now, our new Scottish striker. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's sad as me because I've really liked his uh, his silver stars. Although they don't tend to change nationalities, do they? No, I don't think it'll change at all, to be honest with you. I think that'll stay the same, but uh, be a bit tongue-in-cheek there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, hopefully those Icon SBCs do come in the not-too-distant future, but we do have some SBCs to talk about going into Team of the Season. Uh, it is another showdown SBC has been released tonight. Two really good-looking cards, Chris, I think. You've got Nathan Ake of Manchester City and Giovanni Lo Celso of Tottenham Hotspur ahead of their League Cup final meeting this weekend. I. You know, we were talking a bit before the show about whether they were usable or not. But I look at both of these cards, and I could I could see a place in my team for both. Yeah, I mean, you know, Aki looks like he's the the centre back we've all been skewing out for. Um, you know, and let's be honest, an almost managerless Tottenham against a side who are steaming towards the Premiership. You'd imagine Aki will get the upgrade. Um, but just I just had a quick look at. Um, because I know there's a real discussion about in terms of centre-backs, playing as centre-backs or right-backs, left-backs in there. And he's only 5 foot 11, which is surprising. Um, you know, when you compare him to... So there's a, there is a few right-backs and left-backs that are 6 foot. Um, so that was one of the things that uh, kind of put me off him. And his balance, again, I don't know why they do this to centre-backs. 7 to 8 balance seems a little bit low. Um but again, if he gets that up to that, is it two that they get, Wimby? Yeah, it's a plus, plus two for the win. Now, see, this is interesting because obviously this game can't end in a draw. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, and I don't. it might well be clarified, I don't know whether it's a case of if the game goes to pens, it's a plus one. Right. Um, but certainly or if it's just whoever lifts the trophy gets the plus two, um, which sort of takes away a little bit of the... Um, of the interest, I guess, but yeah, the, yeah, the balance is yeah, the balance is low. But look, the the god of the first six months of this defensive game cycle, Rafael Varane, has thirty nine balance. Yeah, which is really really bizarre. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's not the um, certainly not not the be all and end all when it comes to a defender. But you know, I look at Ake, and look, the popular argument here goes. Oh, we're, you know, a week away, you know, we're nine days away from the Premier League team of the season. Mm-hmm. But two things, two things stand out. A, that we've mentioned already, if they're going to, are they going to stick to this 15-man squad limit? And if so, that's going to take down, you know, the, the, the pool of players. And it might, mm-hmm. instead of having two, two or three centre-backs, it might be two or it could even be one. Yeah. This, the way, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it'll just go with the meta and just release a team for the full-backs. Um, but I, I thought I'd, I'd looked back to last year's team of the season in terms of the players that were actually in packs. And of course, you had Rafa, uh, Virgil van Dijk's 99 rated card, which was an absolute beast of a card. But the, the next highest rated centre back in that Premier League team of the season was Sonucci from Leicester. And he was an 88 rated card with 82 pace. Now, Nathan Ake just without this upgrade and without any 
chemistry styles has got 83 pace with 84 acceleration and 83 spin speed you chuck that up by two points you know, heavy favorites that city are suddenly it's an 85 pace center back and then you chuck a shadow on it and you know you've got a player with basically maxed out pace nice aggression yeah. nice strength three star weak foot all good stuff high defensive work rate medium attacking work rates the work rates are great composure mm, could be a bit better at 84 but you know, I really like the look of this card, and especially for 240k, I, I'm not as put off by the fact that Team of Season's coming when I look at this card. No, out of the two, I think he's the one you would potentially do um, because I think, you know, if you look at the injuries that Liverpool have had, the two, you know, the two meta centre-backs in the Prem at the moment uh, is Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. Um, I think both of them are still injured. Um, I'm not a huge watcher of the EPL but I think the last time I've seen them they weren't playing um, and unless they do some sort of moments card but they've never really had any moments this season have they those two guys unfortunately have been injured so you know when, when you told me at the start about the, the second centre back being so low rated in the team of the season Aki suddenly becomes a real interesting proposition yeah and with you know much to my chagrin as someone that's holding the best part of three million plus in high rated fodder, and I know you're pretty deep um, yeah. yourself in it, you know, much to our despair at the moment, high rated fodder and even low rated fodder has hit the floor at the moment. So look, if you are so, you know, if you are half tempted to do these cards, then go and do it. And you know, fodder's only gonna come down unless the A release something massive tomorrow or Friday. It's only going to come down when people do rip open packs if there is a good community team of the season. Um, I'm just looking at our, you know, the guy you uh, get to know, you know, you know quite well. G's a legend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could, I could amigo who's you can find over at the Casual Foot Discord. Uh, great guy. Um, his predictions won't won't spoil too much because you know go head over to his YouTube channel. Just G's a legend uh, on YouTube easy to find um he's predicted only what we got one two he's predicted two centre-backs right in the League team of the season and one of them he's predicted with 83 pace and the other he's predicted with 84 pace okay so really then Aki looks a good card then at that price because he you know maybe the one that gets away for those guys who maybe didn't do, you know, the centre mid Curtis Jones, I think he's the one that got away um, so far. So I think, Aki, I think, you know, as well as, I think we're all probably sitting with a fair bit of untradeable cards, aren't we? Mm. You know, in our club, you know, because I don't think there's been that much come out um, from, from there. So I, I think, you know, out of the two of them, and I know we've talked about the so very much, I think Aki probably is the best one. Yeah, I very much agree. I mean, Thor's has made the same point as you do, you know, the low strength and aggression. Starters and centre back with just 93 speed after a shadow. I don't like him, and he's small compared with the meta centre backs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely get that. Um, and look, I'm not saying that this guy is going to, you know, take you through to the very end of the season, but I think it's a useful pickup if you've been someone that's been looking, you know, to pick, put Kleiber in your team at right back, for example. Great way to do that. If you're someone that owns, you know, team of the year, Virgil van Dijk, because again, he's probably not getting a team of the season. Good way to put him in as well. Um, if you did St. Juiced, the foot birthday, nice little card for you to link in there. So I, I, I do like it. I'm highly tempted to do it. You've got until uh, before kickoff at the weekend to do it. So you have got a few days to consider your options. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Lacelso then. Say you don't like him as much. Why is he not not quite in, in your fancy? Well, I think, you know, when I look at him, so you first of all look at the stats, think 88, just, you know, five short of being Hulik gang in defence. Um, yeah, looks looks a good card, 87, 88 in terms of pace, positioning's good, you know, got good balance, decent agility, defending, he's not a defender, passing's really high. And then you look at the side and it goes three-star weak foot. And you go, right, okay, and then, that, then I'm out at that point, I'm afraid. I'm out because I don't think he's a CDM because um, he hasn't got very good defending. 81 interceptions, uh, uh, an 81 stand tackle, defensive awareness 69. So he's definitely a cam for me. I don't think he's a central box. He's not a box to boxer and he's certainly not a CDM. So for me, he's a cam. 
you're going to play when it's calm, you're going to need them to take shots, all of a sudden that three-star weak foot becomes a bit of a problem. Yeah, all I'll say is if you compare him to another man that a lot of people have been using as box-to-box centre midfielder this year from the Premier League, Bruno Fernandes, he stacks up really well. I mean, he's got five face stats fewer than Bruno's headliner has at the moment, the 92 red headliner that costs you 770k. And I said Lo Celso is 200k and has got the potential of being an upgrade, remember, as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's got better pace than Bruno. The shooting's not there. The passing is not quite there. But the defensive stats are very similar. In fact, Lacelso's got gin. Standing tackle and sliding tackle are much better, but the you know defensive awareness not quite there. So you would sacrifice a bit there. But it, it does stack up quite far. I think you could just about get away with this guy as a box to box. And one of the things he does do really well, of course, will be link well with um, the storyline player um, that's currently sitting. Lamella as well. So, excuse me, both, you know, he's got a real green link there because both from Argentina and both play for Tottenham. Um, So, for me, but the only thing I'd say with that is I think there will be a wash of good, where there might not be a great pick of centre-backs in the team of the season for the Prem, I definitely think there'll be good central midfielders. Um, that yeah, I think you he will he will fall away from there. So if you know Fernandez, I'd imagine will get in, and KDB, you think will get in. All right, these will be far more expensive players, but I, I do think they'll probably get into the team, won't they? Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's a shame actually because if they got the upgrade and just boosted that pace a little bit more, this car actually looks a really good winger to me mm-hmm. because he's got. High agility, you know, you put an engine on him at the moment, he comes out as being a 93-rated left midfielder, 92-rated left winger. And, you know, he's got good crossing. With an an engine now, he'd go up to 94 crossing, 94 short pass, 94 long pass, 98 curve. He's 93 agility, 95 balance, 99 dribbling, um, and decent shooting, all all sort of above 85-plus, except for volleys and pens. So if he just had a little bit more pace, I think you could get away with this guy as a really nice sort of lamb or left winger, but he's just a little bit too slow. Yeah. I mean, what, what we would say as well is, and we're talking about Fodder being really low, you know, Sergio Aguero, the 94 uh, card at the moment, is 780k on wow. the PlayStation and 752 on uh, Xbox. Sorry if you guys on PC, he's still 969 but, you know, you could pair him up with that. There's a total green link again, you know, both the Argentina in the same league. And if you're looking for a, a good start to your um, team of the season this weekend league, I'm not sure Aguero would be a bad pick up front. I haven't seen any reviews on him. I certainly would look up YouTube for or Twitter for uh, reviews on Sergio Aguero before you do him on my uh, recommendation. But at that price for a 94 striker, and I'm, not, I'm not sure who gets into the Premier League striking berth, you know. He's got currently got seven around seven thousand thumbs up and uh, two thousand thumbs down on Footbin. Um, top review there currently says best card in FIFA. Um, so there you go. As much as you want to uh, read into the user generated reviews, you've got two five star reviews so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just so difficult to commit so many, so much fodder yeah. and so many coins into a player just before team of the season, but. Um, yeah, look, if you're trying to build uh, an Argentina Premier League hybrid and get the likes of Messi in there, who's... Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that um, that, show, so that showdown is available uh, for another three days until the uh, League Cup final, which is Sunday, I believe. Yeah, I think it's a Sunday. Are you tempted at all? I am very tempted by Ake. Right, okay. But will... Am I tempted enough to do it? I mean, my... <sighs> My financial position at the moment with fodder being my transfer list is full. Uh, all my coins are tied up in fodder, uh, and my club's pretty bare because I've been saving packs for team of the season. So it it might just be one that gets away from me. Um, my current centre backs are flashback Boatang and uh, Mister Bender, the centre back version. I'm a purist. <laughs> you are a pure purist. Sven. I'm rocking Cannavaro and uh, Rhys James, who's uh, six foot one. In case anybody's wondering what height he is, he is six foot one. <laughs> uh, six foot, sorry, he's six foot and he, he's, he's dynamite, actually. 
just lacks that jumping. Though. I know what the guys are saying, and I look at Aki's jumping, it's really high. Um, and I, I am starting to get done now with crosses, and I will definitely bring in a, a centre-back for when the team of the season really kicks off, and I'm hoping that there's some sort of moment it's Joe Gomez. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that that card doesn't come out. Um, no. Some sort of tots moments or something like that. He's he's too much of a uh, a pack seller to to leave out. Um, but yeah, go, go and get those done if you want to. I said that they're never going to be this cheap. It's a 240k for Ake and 195 for Lascelles, so and both have chance of that plus two upgrade. Um, of course, real world football events have certainly overshadowed the League Cup final taking place on on Sunday at Wembley. Big talk, talking point on Monday's show, Chris, the formation of this European Super League. In the time since the last show went out on Monday, it's basically all come crumbling down. Teams have hastily backtracked. There's been apologies from owners and the thing looks dead in the water. So with that in mind, we've had a couple of days to think about it and sort of review things that have gone on. How, what are your feelings now? Well, what I did is I, I took Nishant's point of view about fans being, you know, fans who don't live in the UK or potentially Italy or, or, or Spain and the importance to them. And, uh, you know, I was going to ask you a question. Have uh, Man-, Man United outgrown Manchester? You know, if, if this really good still been going on, I think it's something that maybe we could consider. But I spoke to Andy, a good friend, Andy and Oz, uh, over at the Casual uh, Podcast. I just asked him, you know, he's a, I think he's a UK guy now living in Australia. What, what happens over there? How do those guys follow football? You know, and what would what he, he would do? So he, he's a, he's a late Orient fan, which I don't know if that's the same league as yourself, one or that, if they're friends or not, to Redden. Um, but he did also follow Arsenal, stood in the North Bank. And he was telling me that uh, regularly there's friendly matches before the season. Uh, UV's been there, Liverpool's been there, and it's like 80,000 that they sell out. Uh, costing roughly about 150 Australian dollars, which is about 85 quid. He says that they sell that, no problem, 80,000 people. He said that if there was actually to be a proper competitive match uh, there, he says they could easily charge double that wow. for the price of the ticket. And they would sell the, the 80,000 out, no problem. Uh, he says they're not even guaranteed that the big stars play in the friendly games sometimes when these, these clubs come along. So if you think about it, if then, you know, you involve China and, say, Japan, and you play three rounds of games there. The money that's on offer is unbelievable. You know, yeah. I, I, so, so, sorry, mate. And, I, and, and, and he did, his final thing he says, he did say was, unless there was a proper worldwide salary cap and transfer limits, he does see the Super League being in operation within the next decade. Um, I... Oh, the things are things are going to change, um, mm-hmm. and you know UEFA have pretty much admitted that with their proposed change for the Champions League. Uh, and that I, you know, people have probably heard lots, and it's been debated endlessly. And there's been some cracking coverage from all the broadcasters online, everywhere, radio. It's been fantastic. So I don't want to dwell on it too much because you know we're we're talking about FIFA here. But mm-hmm. look, is something going to change? Is, look. We, we've seen this. We've seen Project Big Picture. We've seen Game 39 touted for the Premier League because, as you mentioned, they want to tap into these markets. Yeah. And the NFL teams come over and play games in Europe. MLB is doing it. And I can see why a lot of the American owners and people that, not just the American owners, but people look at the American model and say, look, it's untapped money. And if, if you're a businessman, businesswoman, it's got to be hard for you to go. Oh, how, why, why can we not tap in? You know, this is it's an it's like you know it's a two yard open goal for these mm-hmm. you know these guys and girls looking at it, but they haven't reckoned on the, the emotional aspects and the emotional ties and why football is so special and why football is so different. And the points that you made on Monday talking about fans being in the stadiums and that helping to sell the product is absolutely key. You know, the, the chanting and the emotion and the atmosphere really helps make football what it is and really hope that that never changes. But look, they're going to find ways to make this happen um, because other teams have tried to start, you know, 
look at a few years ago. Do you remember when the CSL was buying up all these big name European players like Oscar mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to basically jumpstart a league of their own and it just completely fizzled out very, very quickly. So, and, you know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, are we going to see a Las Vegas team to play these guys? Someone eventually is going to break ranks and get away with it. But I think the way that they went about this and the seemingly sneaky way and the way they pulled the rug out from under their own players and managers means that they've now got to keep their heads down for years because yeah, I, they've lost all that trust. I think so. But, you know, if you swim with a shark and you get bitten by that shark, that's not your fault. It's not, sorry, that's not the shark's fault. The shark's just doing what a shark does. When you're owned by billionaires, they're just doing what billionaires do. They just make money. Um, and I, I think it's two things I'd say is I think it will be a, this could be a constant battle and I slowly chipping away people's resolve. But I have to say the way that football fans, players and managers have come together, you know, it's been amazing. Um, you know, ex-players were great. But I think the fans and the, I think the current players deserve a lot of credit, you know. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, you know, James Milner after the game against Leeds. All right, Patrick Bamford spoke amazingly well, but James Milner just came out and said it like it was, and that was his club he went up against there. You know, and Jordan Henderson as well. They put stuff up. I think just those guys. And I know players get a hard time for being greedy and they're money grabbers, but I think some of them have showed real true character uh, this time. Absolutely agreed. And look, if there is a positive to come out of this, it's the fact that it is shown what football can do, as you say, when it comes together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know the, the British government are planning a review into the game from top to bottom. Uh, it was a part of their manifesto that got sort of shunted to the side. And now they've sort of come back and said, no, look, we're going to go through this, even though the Super League idea seems to be dead for the time being. So, look, hopefully we get sort of governance reforms and safety checks and things to stop, you know, the wrong people coming into football. And I'm not saying any of these guys individually are wrong, but like you mentioned, you know, they're billionaires and and they want a lot of these people see that football clubs purely as a business. Look, it's Mm -hmm. up to them because up until this point, they've been allowed to do that. Yeah. But hopefully the right mechanisms and protections come into place where the people coming into football have got to balance these two things they can't just be all about profit they've also got to realize that they're custodians of these football clubs that mean so much to not just the thousands of people who live in the towns and cities around them but you know as Nishat was mentioning the millions of people around the world that have deep emotional affinity and invest time and money into these football clubs as well so they've you know it's a diff- don't get wrong difficult balancing act but hopefully um hopefully the it, this goes on to be a positive rather than um, the negative. So a roller coaster, sort of 72 hours, but hopefully we can get back to normal for a little while and, and look back to stuff on the pitch. Definitely. Definitely. Well said, mate. Um, and before we wrap up the show as well, I know uh, you've been keen to get me on my uh, Mystic yeah. Meg abilities, my prediction yeah, game. The, the whole of podcast land has been waiting when they're going to wait to see what the, the players you've picked are you going to stick with your oh, club? And that's all the time we have time for. The recordings <laughs> run out. Oh, no. I can't believe that. No, no go on then. So you're going to give us three names for, for guys like me who don't know a lot about the, uh, the championship. Three names that are going to make the team of the season. It's more difficult now because only 15. And the rating as well. I'm going to compare you against John who picked the Eredivisie team. Yeah, so I've gone for a couple of obvious ones. So the main one is the, the league's current top scorer, Ivan Toni. Uh, he scored 29 goals for Brentford this season. You, you mentioned him earlier. He got a, an objectives SBC last year. It was actually a really nice card. It was, yeah, it's really good. I, I made the um, mistake of putting him into the Ollie Watkins SBC <laughs> and immediately regretted it. Immediately regretted it. Uh, I think it was about 88 rated. I think Tony was while he was at Peterborough in League One last year. But look, this is, uh, I, th- I think he's going to get a decent card. I think this will be the highlight player from the championship this season. I see it being 90 or 91 rated. You know, I think they gave um, Mitrovic, I think it was 91 rated when he was sort of the league top scorer for Fulham last season. I can see Tony being the same. And he's, he's going to be a nice card. He's already had a, an informal two this season. He is a little bit clunky, which is the only bad thing. 
I suppose. But you know, he's he's medium medium work rates at the moment. He's not got any traits. I'm hoping they'll give these guys boosts mm-hmm. because you know we saw it in in other promos and stuff like that. So if he does get a boost, I think it'll be great. I think he'll have good pace, good shooting, good physical, decent dribbling. Um, he's going to be one of these players a bit like Fernando Torres or, or Jamie Vardy that you're not going to be able to play lots of passes with him, but I could very much see him getting in there. I think it's a slam dunk with 29 goals. Uh, Timu Puki might go in alongside him as a striker, 25 goals for him for Norwich. And he's, you know, FIFA favorite. Thanks to that uh, player of the month card from last year. But yeah, Tony is, is my first pick. Um, I said, P- P- I expect Puki to get one, but my other pick from Norwich is actually going to be a fullback, and that is Max Ahrens, who's he's a right back. Uh, he got a Future Stars card last year that was reasonably well received. I think an 85 rated card. I think this one will be 87. All right, okay. Um, and I think he'll have, I think he'll have good pace. I think if you use Matt Cash's card from last year uh, in the championship, which I thought was actually a really nice underrated card to use. I think that's the kind of card you can expect this time around. He's only been a silver so far this year, but he's already a silver card, which is 73 rated, has 81 pace on it and 74 dribbling. He's three star, three star. So I think he'll get in. And again, he'll give you some nice sort of options at right back if that's where you want to go. And my third and final selection is, you know, I could not not pick a Reading player, is going to be Michael Elise who is still a teenager, but is just come on so much this season. I don't think, again, I don't think he's going to get one because I think that the Reading player they'll go for will be, uh, not over Jaria, Lucas Zhao, who's our top goal scorer this season. But I do think that, um, that Michael Lise deserves one. And I think... He'll be a left winger, and I think he'll be around about 86 rated. But I wouldn't be surprised to see if he's not an... I think he might sneak in as an SBC player or as an objective player. I could see them going for that. He's, he's French. So on right. that basis... <laughs> well, he's chosen to represent France. So on that basis, uh, and EA's love for all things French, French players, yeah. I think he might sneak in. Brilliant. That so yeah, my, amazing, mate. Michael Lise, Ivan Tony, and... Matt are my three my three championship predictions well the good news is we wouldn't have long to wait hopefully this either Friday we'll get the two teams or Friday Wednesday I would imagine but uh, not too long and we'll really see how good your uh, predictions were my friend yeah and I will be absolutely over the moon and any Reading player that gets released will be almost immediately bought by me should I have the coins <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm my I will stick my, my colours to the mask then and there. Um, anything else before we go on your mind, Chris? I was going to ask you just one quick question. I know we've been on quite some time, but I was going to ask you, are you planning on bringing any players in for this weekend league? Are you looking at anybody in particular, just to let the listeners know? I'm, I'm going to really struggle to play. Uh, I'm actually working Saturday and Sunday, um, and on top of having uh, two little girls to look after on Friday, my time's going to be really crunched. I think I'll enter... Even and even if I end up getting eight gate, you know, comedy mm-hmm. my way to eight wins, I'll try and do it. Uh, I'm lucky I've got a fairly decent team still at the moment. The one slot that I've not really got sorted is a is a lamb left midfielder type. I've been playing um, da- uh, Dalbert or Dolbert, right? The uh, mm-hmm. Samba Silver Stars guy. He's been doing a job for me out there. So I've been eyeing up Leroy Sane's foot birthday, who's plunged to about five hundred k on Xbox, but again, all my money is tied up in fodder. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think so. How about yourself? Uh, I'm looking to bring in Michael Essien. Uh, I really wish I could bring back Kante. He's 89 card that I missed him this weekend league. He just is always in the right place. So I've took the Essien card on loan. Uh, he's going to play the five weekend league games and if he impresses me, uh, I'm going to put him in. Uh, I'm going to try and do him. So I've got loads of, I've got loads of unassigned high-rated, untradeable fodder duplicates uh, after my love for player picks. So I might do that one. Yeah, don't blame me at all. Um, I did do the Kenny Dalglish loan this week because this was a card I've been quite curious about. 
Um, and I've only played one game with him so far, and um, I got well and truly humped, I think about 6 2. So <laughs> and that had nothing to do with King Kenny. So, um, yeah, I'll give him another three games and see how he gets on. But that, that one does tempt me. But yeah, I, I can't, as I said, I can't believe it. We're only two days away from team of the season. Yeah. So who knows what that will bring. Um, but I know what this will bring, and that is an end to this week's show so again thank you to those of you who've joined us on the discord again if you want to join in head over to patreon.com forward slash foot in review three tiers to choose from the last one starts with as i said just three euros three pounds a month and all tiers get you access to coaching discounts and various goodies so go and head over there of course if you want to try and improve your game if you want to try and get into tip-top condition ahead of these team uh these weekend leagues where you can get these team of the season red picks go check out footcoaching.com drop drop john an email john aaron doing a great job coaching guys you know chris you can speak from experience i'm sure 100 um, percent, definitely so yeah go and check that out i don't know how bit i'm a busy busy man at the moment but uh yeah drop an email check the availability he's got over there and uh, yeah, check out footcoaching.com for that. Again, join us over in the Discord here and you can check us over at our, our good friends over at the Casual Foot Podcast. They're doing great work over there as well. So go check out there. Um, except for there's a few people that have got a bit too much pat luck for my like. Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we dare not speak his name. But yeah, check us out <laughs> over there as well. And uh, Chris, where can people find you on socials? Yeah, you'll find me, generally you'll get me on the Discord, um, as I say, I say this every time I'm on here, great places when we said to come hang out and meet, meet new friends. Yeah, and I promise I won't moan too often about how much money I'm losing on this fodder, but uh, <laughs> we're, I think we're about 650 grand and counting, so come into the Discord tomorrow to find out just how coins I've lost. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, at Wimby. And as as Chris mentioned, I'm very active over on that Discord and our, our friends over at the Casual Foot Podcast. But thank you to everyone who's joined us tonight. The uh, I, I, We have rumours, unsubstantiated rumours, that there may be an Ingvi return on Friday. Oh, amazing. He's been the well man. Missed. The big man yeah. might be back. Of course, it's fitness dependent. He's still recover- He's recovering really well, doing well. But um, obviously, things can change and people can have bad days on, on their recoveries. So... Uh, I won't say it's definitely going to happen, but John will certainly be back at least on Friday. I'm sure me and you'll be back next week, Chris. Definitely look forward to it, my friend. Yeah, I always look forward to it. And again, thank you to everyone who's listened. Thanks, everyone out there. And one more thing to do, Chris. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. F-U. 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 T. 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 T.